Welcome to I Think This Is Great with Clay Inferno. Today we are speaking about the new comic book Hot Valley Days and Cocaine Nights with Matthew Spradlin and Sean Demet. The book is published by Antarctic Press. Mature readers only. I was just saying, when I was going to college down in Orange County, it's funny, we'd all go to the, the big theater was the Orange County Cynodome, right? Oh, yeah. All the movies. And you go there and Rob would be in line. I was, he was down in Orange County at the time. <laughs> this is like, and this is like 19, man, this is 1989, 1990. Yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. That was a, the height of his powers. All right, everybody. Welcome to I Think This Is Great with Clay Inferno. I'm here with Matthew and Sean, who are here to tell me about their awesome new comic, Hot Family Days and Cocaine Nights. We've got three issues of this book. It, it actually was something I wasn't really expecting to hit my inbox. I get a lot of PDFs <laughs> coming our right. way. It reminded me of some good movies and stuff that, that I enjoy. So I got them and I read all three. Why don't you guys tell the audience what to expect with this book? When Sean and I got together on this book, we talked about it. We talked about what kind of tone and what kind of feel we wanted it to have throughout, through all three issues. And the main thing was we wanted the story, which is crazy when Sean brought the, the true story, when we got together on it and he was telling me about the true story, and the fact that, you know, Janie is still alive, I was like, okay, well, that's good because we don't want the story to be a big bummer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the main thing. We we're like, let's make this super fun. It can be tense and it can be a little gritty and it can be a little gnarly like the 80s were, especially on the Sunset Strip. Uh -huh. But we don't want this to be, we just decided together, we were like, let's not make this be a big bummer. And so let's make it like, you know, full 80s, full sunset, full metal, along with the drug scene and everybody that was involved in it with Jane. And where did the story origin come from? Because it is based on true stories. What are you pointing at? I'll show up. I'm let you. I, I was around in the early, in the late 80s. And I was running around Hollywood in the Valley and I had met her at a party and had got to know her and she was really cool and had been helping a lot of early bands had, she'd been friends with the guys in Rat and people in the Ozzy Osbourne band and like knew everybody and, and uh -huh. I remember seeing a lot of just crazy stuff and going to some big parties that looked like episodes out of uh, Boogie Nights, you know, not not, <laughs> not not sexually, but like just very rock and roll. Like, yeah. You know, drugs rock, everywhere, drugs empty bottles, everywhere, stumbling big, over people. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of bikinis and big hair and, and a lot of cocaine and, and a lot of like red IROCs and Ferraris in the driveway. And, you know, just crazy stuff. And I remember kind of being around and then I was a kid, you know, and then I remember like knowing, I remember having a feeling like this doesn't end good, maybe. I don't know. There's, this is a uh, pretty crazy. And I, <laughs> and I went on about my life and then I was able to stay in touch and track her down and go, that story is absolutely true and incredible and i want to 
I'll get behind it because Matt and I both agree. She's got a lot of heart and she's a really good person and was, was always kind of cared about people. And Mm -hmm. I think just kind of out due to circumstance, got on a bad trail, got in and it started, it's fun and lots of fun and games and and good times. And then it it always goes sideways. It rarely just levels out in them. Yeah. (laughs) It can always get a little dark. Yeah. those things and then also there's there's the element of like sometimes people are doing bad things or criminal things but maybe for the benefit of their family or just getting by or just surviving and so yeah. it's like kind of a gray area morally but uh, at the end of the day like who who are, who are we to judge anyone else yeah. yeah 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 and you know, the backstory of just hitchhiking across the country. <laughs> wild. 15 years old. It's really wild. It's uh, a lot of courage. Yeah. Especially at that time, because both Sean and I were in our 50s. We're both 51. And people don't exactly know how <laughs> wild and crazy and dangerous L.A. was at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bloods and Crips. It wasn't unusual. I'm down in Orange County. Sean's the one that, you know, was like really in the middle of it, living in, he was in South Central for a little bit. And yeah. then in Hollywood, I'm driving up from Orange County like a deer in the headlights. And you drive, I'd, I'd drive down. I remember how scared I was. <laughs> I'd drive down Hollywood Boulevard <laughs> and there'd be a chalk outline, you know? Wow. Somebody gets shot right on Hollywood Boulevard. You're like, yeah. Whoa, I yeah. am it's a long way from Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it really was heavy. Hollywood Boulevard was not glamorous. It was grimy. It was really, mm-hmm. really grimy, a lot of runaways. And it was just, Matt and I wanted it to be really, the authenticity is really important to us. We're, I think we're allergic to people that do it wrong. You know, and I don't want right. to, I don't want to, you know, there hasn't been that many projects that even really cover that era, but when they do, we're not yeah. usually big fans of it because we were there, you know? Right. And so we yeah. really wanted it to be gritty. Yeah. Sean and I both keep saying this. We always say we want it to be not about the 80s, but from the 80s. Feel right. Like right. From the 80s, right. It's like Star Star Wars is not, it doesn't feel like a movie that's about outer space. It feels like it's from <laughs> outer space. <laughs> and yeah. Like, and that's where like, let's do that. Well, you, you don't know this, but some of my favorite culture and music is based out of that time. It's Sunset Strip. It's LA Guns, Faster Pussycat. Yep. You know, I see a good smile on your face there, man. Yep. You know, like, yep. you know what I'm talking about. I mean, Sean that's like, knows, yeah. And when I, when I was, you know, when I was coming up and I wanted to be a rock and roller, like those are the guys I was looking towards, you know, I wanted to live that life. And, and actually I've been, I've been sober for over 10 years, but I tried to recreate those, those moments <laughs> many, yeah. many times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I was, I was deep in it. I, yeah. I haven't, I've been sober for seven years. You know? Oh, congrats, man. Yeah. Nice. And, but yeah, I was drinking the forties in the alley behind Gazaris and, and uh, <laughs> you know, Hollywood and Western. And it was, it's funny because it's like you had a whole city 
of guys wearing women's clothes and had long mm-hmm. hair and, and makeup on. And these guys, maybe if you didn't know the culture and you were driving by, these weren't a bunch of like nice punks, you know, <laughs> yeah. like a guy in high heels with lipstick, you would see him beating the living <laughs> shit out of some <laughs> guy. And like, you couldn't just roll in from some other city into the parking lot at one of those shows and start fucking with people, you know, excuse right. me. Oh, it's fine. You can swear as much as you want on this. Show. Okay. It was, it was very edgy and very yeah. scrappy and kind of scary, right? A guy with bright pink hair wearing women's clothes might stab you if you got, <laughs> if you messed with them, you know, it was not a bunch of, you know, punk ass is getting pushed around it was a crazy it was hooligans yeah i saw some i saw some hairy stuff at madame wong's west <laughs> and crazy. did you go those clubs that that guns and roses talked about in their songs you know the rainbow room and all that was that were you around for yeah. for that stuff yeah that, yeah it's i mean did you ever run into lemmy i have to ask always, always. He was always there, right? He was like a always. picture. I don't want to get way off course here, but I remember being 18 and I looked just like the singer of Rat. Like uh-huh. dog tags, the cut up shirt, the, the whole deal. I wasn't yeah. old enough. I wasn't old enough to be in there. I remember, <laughs> I remember sneaking in through the kitchen with, and while they were making pizza and stuff and I snuck through the kitchen and I got into the main room <laughs> and and then I was talking to some girls and they were like, yeah, the singer of Rats like upstairs. And I was like, what? And I, I, <laughs> I had to go through a second layer of security to get upstairs. And then I got upstairs and he was leaning against the bar and he saw me and was like, get over here. You look like my little brother. And, <laughs> and, and he put his arm around me and bought me a Corona and all these girls came up were like, pinching me on the cheek and patting me on the head. <laughs> And he was like, this is my little brother. And they were like, what? And I, and I just, that really happened. You know, it was crazy. And we, I think Matt and I are, are in the small percent that were there that are doing projects that can speak to that culture accurately. Yeah. And, and, and it's just so important to us that we want to represent it in the most legit way right. possible. And that's, that's why a lot of the, the language and the, the scenarios in the books are real. Because we didn't want to right. water it down. It was like, we, we were very thoughtful when we would go back and forth. Well, what about this line? And is this too, is this too honest? And is this too hardcore? And we were like, man, we're not gonna, we're not making a fairy tale. Right. It's the language of the times, right? Yeah. It's all, it's all hindsight, you know? Mm-hmm. And so at the time that's, it's like, oh no, this is the way people talked and this is the way it was. Let's not, yeah, like you said, let's not deliver a watered down version of that. That feels, I just hate inauthenticity. (laughs) I was telling Matt before that I, I, I work in the music industry I've had for 20 years or so now. And I always thought that those rumors about the crazy drugs and having it trickle down from from the dealer to the manager to the publicist to the DJs on the radio, man. And that was even they illustrated that in that HBO show Vinyl. And I just always thought that that was kind of bullshit. 
like it didn't seem real, but uh, you guys made this made it seem real to me. So what do you have to say about that? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. the grease on the wheels at the time. Yeah, absolutely real. I've I've done A and R for Mm. years years on end. Managed bands, was in bands, so like it's real. And and during those times, I mean, that's like you got to remember that the payola thing was a big thing, and Mm -hmm. and you can call it whatever you want, but if a DJ, if a influential program director at an influential station does a giveaway, we're giving away two jet skis, you know, or we're giving away, we're giving away a jet ski and that jet ski was provided by a, a company and they call that guy and go, Hey, we're giving away two jet skis or, or are we giving away one jet ski? You know, cause I think, the other, <laughs> I think the other ones in your driveway, you know, yeah. and like that pe- company's gotten a lot of trouble for that. And it got very, the FCC really cracked down, you know, but they cracked down on stuff they can point at, you know, you can't take, you can't take certain people to uh, a Giants game. And mm-hmm. put them in the skybox. Like the FCC will go, what are you guys doing? Like it's right. it's really it's a real thing, you know. And I think this time was wild west, it was just absolute chaos, you know. And, and yeah, it's it's crazy to me. And so you have, I think there's, I don't know, can people still order the the third issue? This is like the it's wrapping up now, right? The this three issues aren't right. I believe. I'm I'm still seeing a little bit. We, you know, Sean and I, we were kind of caught with our pants down on the on how fast the first and second issue went, and, and <laughs> to the point where I I don't really have any issues left. <laughs> uh-huh. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we 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 get like a little bit of you know a little pre-order or, or you know few pre-issues before it hits the retailers and I was like oh yeah you know got a few issues I'll give them to a couple friends or you know and then when it all started selling out I was like ooh, it, it, <laughs> it, it really did take us by surprise uh, in a good way like those things are becoming hard to get and yeah. you know we we went on eBay just to look some of those things are 220 bucks a book. Jeez, man. Wow. We saw a lot of them were 180 just as a goof the other day. I saw one for like eight, six or eight bucks. I bid on it. Just like, okay. Because I, I don't, I only have a few myself. Yeah. And I was like, man, I might need to buy. If I see some of these for six bucks, I'm going to grab them because I'm, I'm yeah. going to want to have them. And then I watched my email it went for like 30 or 40 bucks. And I was like, I was like, cause I, I didn't bid on it anymore. I'm like, I'm not, uh, this is wild. I don't think you can get one. I don't think you can get them for less than 40 bucks on eBay right now. And if they say they're 20, they, as soon as you bid, it's that whole rope you in and then keep you. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, we, we're seeing them on there for 200 plus some of them. And, and so I, I don't, I guess like I could call at Golden Apple or whatever your local town, you could call down the way. Matt, what's, the big, what's the big store in Boston? 
Well, we have a few ones, New England Comics, and then we oh, have yeah. Newbury, Newbury Comics, which is a chain, yep. a, a chain store that sells records too, which is like kind of a cool combination for, with I your think book. I, I think I've done <laughs> signings at both of those stores. Yeah, I, I would imagine. On to that, how did this get from pitch to page? Like, how did we get, how do we get uh, your know, publisher to pick this up and, and for you guys to have a successful series that's now being sold on eBay? It was a combination of the artist and the publisher coming in at the same time. The mm. artist, no, the artist was a friend of somebody at the publishing uh, house, right. and they recommended this guy and Farid. Uh, Farid, and I was like, they when they showed me his art, I was like, he hasn't done a full book, and they were like, no, and I was like, oh, wow, so it's kind then, of perfect. I like his style uh, a lot. I love, see, I love working with artists that haven't done a full book because mm -hmm. I, it's, it's great to keep them excited. Yeah. You know? And, and also Sean and I, we don't micromanage these artists. Uh -huh. So it's, it's been great working with him and letting him do his thing. We've had a few suggestions like, okay, we kind of want this splash page to land here. And we, we need this to land on this page. But other than that, we didn't note the guy to death. And so that was working with him and then the publisher, because they knew the artist, they knew who we were working with. They, and then when we sort of gave them the story, it was, you know, it's a little bit out. It's Antarctic press does such kind of different material, yeah. but they were like, yeah, okay, we'll try this out. Well, and we were like, okay, nice looking book, man. I, I really liked you know, how it draws the female form, but then there's challenging things that are, unique to your book i don't want to spoil anything but let's say if somebody needs to hide some drugs on themselves you know like how do you if you get that on a page it's like how do you draw that and i thought it just did a spectacular job and all the throwback stuff i like the little the titles the little video that that stuff was all just very cool very stylized very it was like 80s but very modern too i like those i like the art style oh thank you yeah. And Sean and I, we also, there was kind of a discussion going out around the comic book community, right? And it's still going on right now is the price for a single issue and what you get for that single issue, right? Yeah. Now that's starting, yeah. People are starting to talk about that, you know, 22 pages, $4, and then the story's done like that. Let's kind of go above and beyond that. Mm. And, you Make know, it worth the while. Right, make it worth their while. You know, we're both fans of comics. Kind of wanted to speak to that and also help the retailers out. You know, yeah. those guys are going through a tough time right now. So, mm -hmm. you know, we both, we listen to retailers. We, we listen to what those guys are saying. And let me tell you, from past projects, if I didn't listen to those guys, things wouldn't have worked out as well as they had <laughs> for certain things. So that's when I said, you know, definitely had probably done a signing. I've done a signing at both of those stores. Whenever yeah. I've gone to the store, I've definitely listened to the retailers. And we, we take that into consideration. We took it into consideration on this book. Especially now, right? I mean, this yeah. is going to be, I imagine you can get this on, on uh, Comixology and stuff too, which yeah. is great. I might actually even buy a copy there so I can read it on my iPad. But, but yeah, we have to really take care of these retailers right now. And, yeah. uh, and it's, it's also let us give a lot of thought to when we do the trade. Mm. We're like, what extra stuff can we add for the trade? How can we make this trade really great and give everybody something again 
really special. Agreed. Yeah. So is there anything else you guys want to tell about the, about the book? Because I'm sure you guys have other interviews and stuff, but what's a good way to get people to engage with their, with their retailers with this book? Because it, it might not be right next to Avengers number one when, when they go into the store. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know if I have an answer for that. <laughs> Just we, Sean and I are very hopeful that at some point the cons will also get back, you know, maybe not all of them, but some of them. And we definitely want to get out there and meet fans. And, and if we, if we do get to some cons, we'd love to, we'll, we'll tr do our best to get a few more extra issues to go to the conventions and talk about the book, talk about the, talk about the eighties. Yeah. I mean, there's so much, it's cool rock and roll history. It was a cool, fun book to read. And I, I honestly, I wasn't expecting to read something like that today, but wow, I was, I was pretty blown away. Good. Awesome. And then, yeah, as we say, or, and, and as you mentioned, I hope you can come to Boston to the next thing here. It's not going to be this year. Maybe it'll be next year, but we would love to have you. I'd love to, uh, I'd love to buy you guys some coffee and shake your hands and have you sign one of my books because i'm definitely going to be not only promoting this podcast but i'll, I'll be recommending the book to my friends especially oh. my rock and roll friends oh thank you thank you so much yeah Please take a second to review and rate me on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and support the Substack Clay Inferno at Substack.com. Music by House of Harm. Houseofharm.bandcamp.com to support the artist.